One of the biggest gifts that we have under Gemini energy is our ability to observe, to detach ourselves from our current situation and look at our life in a more objective manner. And like you could work with your emotions, work with your story, work with your past without judging them, without overly attaching to them, just letting them be. That's part of like the curiosity that we spoke about in the last episode and words. What are the importance of the words we speak over ourselves every day? What are the stories we're telling ourselves that we either have from our conditioning and our upbringing, our family stories, our ancestral, our societal stories, also the stories that we've developed and started telling ourselves, like how true are they? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies, and welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. These are the episodes where we get to dive into a little cosmic coaching, a little cosmic self-care, your real life digestible action step to empower you through the lens of the zodiac. Okay, so we're in Gemini season. Hello and happy solar season to all of my natal Geminis, my mystical messengers, the dynamic duos of the zodiac. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the superpowers that we can access under the Gemini influence, a spiritual practice that has really changed my life and has really, I know, done wonders for my clients. It's all about rewriting your story, okay? Your relationship to your story. What is the story you tell yourself and how understanding that you have the power to rewrite that how that can shift everything, your perspective, your narrative, how it can release shame, how it can activate power. And then of course, how it can make you feel more confident in sharing that story with others, which we know is an absolute healing tool. It is medicine to hear someone's story. It is medicine to share your story. So we're going to get into all of that and more. And even if you're listening to this and it's not Gemini season, no worries. This is information that's good year round. And we have Gemini in our chart, no matter what our placements are. And we also can access every month the moon moves into Gemini. So we could do some of these practices on those moon days if that serves you and your practice. Before I even say anything else, I should also say no Zodiac bashing here. My Geminis, I get so many DMs and questions from Geminis of people who just be like, oh my God, everyone hates Geminis, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't, I can't. So if you got a problem with Geminis, you can come talk to me. They are my fellow Mercury sister and brethren. I love my Geminis. They light me up. My North Node is in Gemini. They teach us so much about talking and listening listening, very important, curiosity about variety and versatility, but also today, like the power of words. Okay. So next time you're around a Gemini, 
allow them to have the two parts of them, the parts that make them the twins, hold space for all of them, the introvert, the extrovert. Geminis don't always fit into boxes. And sometimes that makes us uncomfortable in our society. But you know what? We're here to get to know them. And guess what? If you don't like Gemini, you have Gemini in your chart. So go deal with that yourself. Okay. (laughs) That's your homework. Okay. So before I get into the cosmic coaching tip for today, I do want to talk about, you know, we're going to, we are going to dive into rewriting your story as a way to get unstuck, to help um, reach your goals, to manifest mostly to be the empowered author, the co-creator of your own life announcements. As of when this episode drops, we have our Cosmic Fit Club is open for enrollment through June 15th. So we only open this every few months so that we can create little cohorts, groups of people who onboard together. And our community is sacred. It is magical. If you are someone who is looking for like-minded community of people who are looking to make the world a better place, who are looking to use astrology and crystals and tarot and past life understanding, but also while being like very much here, making a difference, you know, running a business, being a creative, being involved in social justice, come to this community. I promise you it is life-changing. It is $129 for the year. We try to make it affordable, accessible, sustainable, fun. It's your spot just to dip back in your cosmic wellness practices. We have teachers who hold live classes, who do live group coaching workshops. I do things for the new moon and full moon. There's just so much fun to be had there. So check it out on our website, cosmicrx.com. And if you want to get in for the summer, get in before June 15th. I promise you, you're going to love it. And just wanted to thank you all for your continued love and support. Keep the ratings and reviews coming. It makes me so happy. We pick a monthly winner to win a free one-on-one reading with moi, yours truly. So we picked one for Taurus season and we're going to pick another one for Gemini season. And yeah, so get in if you're feeling lucky. All right. Might just be your, your day, your day. Okay. I think on the last solo episode I did, I was in the throes of taking care of my husband. So I forgot to do, I think a question, answering a question from the community. So I'm going to do it today. We have someone writing in from Canada, Charlie S, pronouns she, her. And Charlie asks, I am just getting into astrology, but my uber Christian family is making me feel guilty for it. Is astrology evil? I don't think so, but I'm curious to know your thoughts. Loving the podcast, loving your vibe, XOXO. XOXO, gossip girl. Okay, so is astrology evil? Wow, I could dedicate a whole podcast to this. Gonna try and keep this brief and brilliant, but you know, a lot of you have heard me talk about, I came from a really Christian background, absolutely. Definitely was like, my aunt was into astrology, numerology, and tarot. I was always intrigued by it. I was always in my witchy, like crystal shops in my town. My mom wouldn't let me go to them. I had to hide it from her. And always felt like there was something that was like dark or wrong about astrology, even though I also didn't feel that way. Like that two, that two part story in my head. And then as I got more into it, and then a few years ago when I was like, yeah, hey, mom and dad, I'm like going full time with this. I could tell my mom, she literally was like, be careful, Madeline, be careful. And I was like, what? So it's been my journey. I'm never here to like convince anyone of something, but I have gotten to talk to my mom and just give her some input, insight and things, just questions or 
planting seeds to expand her mind. And I hope maybe this helps you in understanding things. And the first thing I said, was like, mom, if astrology is evil, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people who are doing like some psychic work that I don't think comes from the best place. There are people who work in magic who don't have people's best interest in mind, but taking out like the personal intent of like the reader, putting that aside, talking about the practice in general, astrology, A, who, if you don't, anyone who has a Christian family member, they believe in God. I'm guessing them. I'll ask them that first. Do you believe in God? Do you believe God made the stars, the moon, the planets, the sun? We're all on the same page about that, right? Okay. So then if God made these things, why is it evil to study them and have a relationship with them and understand them? First and foremost, truly great question. Whenever I'm up against this very Gemini, when I'm up against someone who has different beliefs than me, I like to ask them questions because um, one, I do want to hear them and I want to understand them. I don't just want to like preach at them. I have to watch myself from doing that. I also, in asking someone a question, no one may have ever asked them that before. So in them answering it and talking out loud, they might also come to their own conclusions, which is really how people's beliefs change. Just talking at someone, it's very rare that someone's like being lectured at and then it's like, oh yeah, brilliant. You're right. I'm wrong. End of story. So asking them that, also in the Bible, there are, you know, mention of astrologers and even like the three wise men, some of the most famous characters in the Bible, the three wise men were astrologers. Like they followed the star, like, hello, they read the stars and, you know, the gifts they brought, frankincense, gold and myrrh, oils, like this is all frankincense and myrrh are very spiritual oils about connecting to your crown chakra. So these references of like Abraham and, you know, the 12 tribes of Israel guiding through the desert using the stars, like the stars were a map. That's like all these people too. Moses was a prophet and like a quote unquote psychic. If you want to go that far, it's like a lot of the things in the Bible people were talking about were people leaning on, you know, connecting to the voice of God, following the stars. Maybe they just didn't like put it in that modern language. So just things to think about, questions to ask, like, were they evil? Like the three wise men? I don't think so. And then really my last, like, just thing to chew on here for people, minds to think about is like, well, yeah, astrology and understanding your dreams and connecting to source spirit, God on your own and learning how to heal yourself with crystals and herbs. It's kind of funny, quote unquote, how all of that stuff became illegal or dangerous or devil worshiping when churches started to become very, you know, the Catholic church, Western sort of, we know it, patriarchal Christianity came in because the root of the word patriarchy is really about like one controlling the many. When we move from like circle worship and doing things in circles like everyone, non-hierarchical support of a village, a town, to being like a one person's at a pulpit and everyone else is listening, you know, the parasocial one-way interactions. How do you control people if they know how to read the stars for themselves? How do you control people if they can heal themselves? How do you control people if they have a direct understanding, they have a connection to God's source spirit, and that in fact, that that resides within them? You can't. So the narrative became, hey, you have to go to an intercessory. You have to go to a priest. You have to talk to God through a priest. You have to pay penance. You have to tithe. You have to do these things. It's, it's all right there. It's all right there. You know, to answer your question, is astrology evil? No. 
Of course, are there people who have misused it or abused it? Of course, of course, of course. And that's why, you know, a lot of what we talk about here is using astrology to empower others to, you know, not just focus on like future predictions or manipulating people, but about like, how do you use it to step into the full whole version of yourself and your soul? And how do you hold unencumbered space for your own liberation and for others' liberation? Okay. The intent is so, so important. So I hope that helps. It's a big topic, but that's, that's my two cents on it right there. So that's our question. Thank you so much for that. I super appreciate it. Um, really fun thing to talk about. And let's go into rewriting the story. Okay. So it's Gemini season. Gemini is the third zodiac sign. Gemini is curious. Gemini is ruled by Mercury and air, ruled by thoughts and words. Um, there's this playful, lighthearted, mercurial right there in the word. Um, you know, Mercury is associated with the metal, the quicksilver that changes really fast. So Gemini likes change. Gemini, very mutable. Gemini is shapeshifter energy. And Gemini is an air sign. So air sign is really associated with our mind and our communication and just curiosity. Okay. Um, Gemini is very open. Gemini wants to try new things, see the world through a new perspective. Gemini learns a lot through the other, like the twins, you know, that's what's about the other, me and you, and understanding there's two sides to every story, many sides. So yeah, Gemini is also the mystical messenger that wants us to absorb information and really have like a non-judgmental, detached, that's that air sign energy, it's a little more detached outlook on life events, okay? So one of the biggest gifts that we have under Gemini energy is our ability to observe, to detach ourselves from our current situation and look at our life in a more objective manner. And like you can work with your emotions, work with your story, work with your past without judging them, without overly attaching to them, just letting them be. That's part of like the curiosity that we spoke about in the last episode and words. What are the importance of the words we speak over ourselves every day? What are the stories we're telling ourselves that we either have from our conditioning and our upbringing, our family stories, our ancestral, our societal stories, also the stories that we've developed and started telling ourselves, like how true are they? How much of our inner narrative is negative? How much of our inner narrative is centered around shame or guilt or that we've done something wrong? Okay. Cause the story that we tell ourselves over and over again, it becomes our reality too. So I want you to use Gemini influence, Gemini energy as your chance, as your opportunity to rewrite any old dysfunctional, any old heavy, any outdated narratives in your mind. Okay. And when you have the ability to do this, to reframe, you change your life. Okay. You change your life by changing your stories. Truly, truly. All right. This is breakthrough energy. Any of you who have done this know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I'm going to give you a few step process to begin to do this for yourself. But yeah, so many of us sit in dysfunctional or disempowering stories. Truly. We carry really innumerable stories with us. We're not good at that. We don't have enough time for this. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't deserve this. I have to be perfect to do this. My life is harder than anyone else's. I don't have time to rest. If I ignore this problem, it will go away. You know, that, that kind of success isn't meant for me. I'm not the happy type. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not worthy of that. Who am I to do that? I've made too many mistakes to come back from them. Um, so I want you to think about 
you know, some of the story is that, that you carried around with you. Okay. I know one story that I've sort of had to shed is that life has to be hard. Life has to be a struggle. That's just a story too long to go into where it came from ancestral, my own life experience, my makeup, my astrology, my shadow, part of my worthiness, thinking that if it's not hard, I'm not earning love, respect, or rest. But like, what is the story you're carrying around? What is the thing in you, especially looking at where you feel like you're the victim in your life is a good place to start. Where do we feel like any sort of resentment this always happens to me, kind of energy, self-pity, anxiety. And a lot of this might be really unconscious and might be deeply ingrained in our psyche. And it's just there through years of habitual repetition. And of course, how our brilliant and crazy mind works is once we have this story, we will look for things in our life that affirm that story. No one loves me because I'm not beautiful or whatever. And then it's like, well, yeah, oh, that person just passed me over and didn't swipe on me because I'm not beautiful. Oh, that person at the grocery store ignored me in line because I'm not beautiful, therefore worthy of attention and love. Like we we like want to be right. It's a very human nature thing. This is what we want to release under Gemini is like this ability to be right and just being curious and neutral is a big part of me writing the story. But thinking about it, what are the stories that, that feel heavy to you? What are the stories that feel sad, that feel like uneasy? Okay, like the first thing in your body is we, we want to get into the body. Where do we feel tired? Where do we feel drained? A lot of our stories like live in our body and they can kind of suck the vital energy out of us. They can suck the energy that we need to heal, to feel joyful, to feel at peace in our lives. Our stories can really pollute like the joy, the beauty, the landscape of our existence. We don't have to do that. Okay. But I do want you to tune in to your body. How do you feel? It's a great first step in this process. Do we feel clean, grounded, vibrant? Or are we feeling sluggish, tense, anxious, weighed down? That's a good good starting off point with like, where are we at in our journey with our story? And if you're feeling like you're ready to open the door to change and to begin to rewrite that story, we really want to understand like, first and foremost, where are the origins of these stories? We've talked about it before in like the shame, releasing shame episode, but each of us usually has three intersecting narratives, your cultural story, your family story, and your personal story. The culture you were raised in gave you a message about what it means to be you in your identity. Like for me as a woman, there's certain stories about being a woman, what it means, what you can and cannot have, how your life should play out, what certain things you should accomplish by certain ages, your ideas, your worth, your voice, whether or not you're able to compete or accomplish certain things based on your identity. Then there's your family story, your ancestral story, the story that ran through your parents, through their parents, through their parents' parents. And then of course, your personal story, the story that you started writing as soon as you were conscious, as soon as you were a small child, the story that you started to gather about yourself and how you're perceived in the world. You know, we, we go into that deeper and deeper. Okay. So we want to understand too, like you, know, the family story may have to do with like how people treat each other, what emotions are considered okay or not okay, uh, relationship to money and to work. And then your personal story is like how you've sort of synthesized the cultural and the family story and how they've shaped your personality. So we want to look at your own personality structure and see like what's supporting you and what's not supporting you. Do you see any parts of yourself, again, with detached curiosity? I want you to observe now. 
First step, tune into your body. Second step, think about these three different narratives. Third step, do you see any parts of you that you'd like to shift? Is there an aspect of your story that feels really disempowering? Is there a part of your story that wants to actually come forward and play a larger role in your life? Or is there a part of your story that maybe needs a little reframe, that needs a readjustment of it? This is it. This is the center of this work that we're going to start, okay? And then there's a book I'm going to recommend at the end, but I'm going to bring it up now. Women Who Run With Wolves, like Dr. Clarissa Pinkoli Estes. It's like everything is our stories. Everything in our mind is around the story we've heard from society, from culture, the story that we tell ourselves over and over again. So when we talk about looking at our stories, I think that it's really important to get into imagery and into like objects to represent the journey of rewriting your story. I love working with things like tarot cards, Oracle cards and have really helped me rewrite my story in a much more like physical way. The process of uncovering and imagining your new story, I want you to think about like, you know, what's something I can do to create a physical representation of this new story I'm writing. You all know me when it comes to spiritual practices, making things like having a physical representation of it is really important to me. So you could build an altar to your new story you're writing. You can get rid of some old things that represent your old story. You could do a burn. You could get a new book and like physically write your story in it. You can, again, like I said, working with tarot cards was something I did in my shamanic school. You can pull out all the major arcana cards. You can shuffle them up and you can pull three and have them represent your story, your journey, have prompts. Like the first card is who you were, like you're born into the world And this was the version of you that was here. But then something happened along the way. It's like mythical fairy tale storytelling. And then this, the second card, something happened. And then this is the journey you're on to returning here through the third card. And just practice like free writing your story a little bit using those kind of tarot cards and the imagery. And writing your story is almost like a fairy tale's journey. It's a really great practice if you're looking to like physically sit down and write something. These are just things that help reframe, reframe the story. But some other tips in terms of rewriting your story, if you're like, I'm not really into like the, you know, building an altar or using the tarot cards, I want you to think about just starting back, like you're writing a story, sitting quietly, closing your eyes and thinking back to your childhood. And I want you to think about writing down the story of your life, just giving yourself 15 or 20 minutes no more than like two pages. Again, you can use the tarot cards as a prompt or just write, 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 write. Think about the most meaningful moments that stand out to you, events, relationships, something you noticed or learned about yourself, something that shifted your beliefs, maybe even your own sense of identity, anything that caused the course of your life to develop in the way that it has today. Do that like 15 or 20 minutes, okay? And then I want you to discover the theme of your story. I want you to reread it You can read it out loud. It's very powerful. And notice what are the common verbs and the common themes that show up. I want you to circle them. Circle those words. Circle those emotions. Circle those action verbs. And then I want you to give it a name. If this was a book or a movie, what would the name of the story? And I want you to give it a name that really matches that that energy, okay? That's not to be the one you want it to be. Just be honest. Like, what is the name of the story? And then what I want you to do is changing the theme. I want you to think about what is the theme that you would like your story to have? What is the title you would like this movie or book to have? What is a theme that feels inspiring, encouraging, powerful to you? I want you to write this new theme and this new title down. 
Then I want you to physically rewrite that story, taking that same amount of time, 15 to 20 minutes max, two pages max. And I want you to rewrite the story from a perspective of this new theme, okay? Don't change, we're not editing anything, we're not lying. We're just seeing it from a different perspective. So for example, if something bad happened to you in your childhood, thinking about, okay, instead of that being something you have to carry around that imprinted you and felt like a burden your whole life, did that maybe help you actually be the person you needed to be today? Did that help you understand and uncover something about yourself, your strength, your resiliency, your intuition, your capacity to love, to heal, to bounce back. Thinking about that, I want you to rewrite that story, okay? In that new frame, with that new theme, and that new title. If you're someone who doesn't like to write, like I said, pen to paper, you can also do this practice by recording yourself um, using the voice notes recorder app on your phone. It's interesting sometimes what comes up when you're talking. And then I want you to just let that rest. I want you to put that aside for a few days. And then this is a great practice around like a new moon, full moon. Let it sit there on the new moon and then come back to it on the full moon. And I want you to rewrite it again. Okay. I want you to read it again and I want you to keep adjusting it, tweaking and noticing what stands out to you in the rewrites and letting it be real, letting it be honest and enjoying this process. Okay. Think about this is, is a spiritual practice. You are reinventing yourself. You are taking your power back in your life. You are taking your words back. It is challenging sometimes to go there and revisit and relive certain parts of you, but I promise you it's a beautiful process. And especially going back as an adult and reframing certain things that happened to you when you were a child or a teenager through now what you know about life and your perspective Oh, it's such a release. And also I really want you to be mindful too of like, we think that our lives have to be really linear. And we think about times in life when things aren't linear, like that we've gotten off track, quote unquote, or something's gone wrong, or we've wasted time or missed an opportunity. Let yourself release that in the rewriting. See how your life is a process. It's a journey. It had to take you certain places. Okay. And owning your life story like this, it's so powerful. And really, there's so many things we can do. We can, we want to uh, be aware in the story. Are there common themes that we want to look at? Things that we're like, okay, we want to change personal narrative through practice. Of course, we want to be aware of in our day to day, like how can we practice being aware of where that theme is coming up again? Can we establish new and healthy habits and rituals that help us lean into that more positive reframing of the story? Can we have reminders and mantras around us to help reframe and rewire our brain to match that new story? Can we just be really curious about things that come up? along the way in the self-reflection process, other things that we need to adjust in our day-to-day life that match that old story, okay? Other new people we need to surround ourselves with, surrounding yourself with good people who have your back and who mirror back this new story to you is really important. It's a support system. It's important to rewrite your story in a nurturing environment. Also, like in the day-to-day, you have to take risks, If you want to change your story, you can't stay in your comfort zone. You have to expand out of that. And it's going to be scary and vulnerable at times, but you want to like move outside of that. Okay. We want to be curious about this new way of being in this rewriting the story. It's amazing how it demands a lot of vulnerability from you. It's ultimately like something that you get to really move through from being like the victim of your life story to feeling like the victor in it. And you get to 
realize that you can rewrite and reframe anything that happened to you that was happening for you. All right. These are sort of the fundamentals of rewriting your story. And the last thing that I want to say about rewriting your story, why it's so important to get comfortable with your story and understand it and see the empowering messages in it is because it's not just for you. It's to share your story with other people. Story medicine is so powerful. I can't tell you how much my life has been changed by listening to people's stories, whether it's a friend to friend, whether it's been at an event or a conference or reading a book, listening to a podcast, hearing someone get through something hard and having it be what got them to where they are now is inspiring. It's helped activate me. And it's also helped me get out of some dark moments in life where I felt like this is the end. This is the end, my friend. I can't go past this. I am stuck. I have fucked up my life beyond, you know, compare, beyond repair. But then I've heard a story and been like, oh, I see myself in that story. And that person got through it. I can too. That's why I love the interviews of this podcast. I love hearing people's journeys and their purpose, the nonlinear paths they took as a reminder that you can do that too. Never be surprised by how much just sharing your story helps. Back in 2012, I was set to get married and I kind of figured out at the last minute, really had my intuition speak to me. I can get into this longer, different episode. But I was like, damn, this is not, this is not my path, actually. And up to that point, I had been very, very good girl energy, did things, at least on the outside, outer facing, did things to be, you know, make everyone around me happy not ruffling any feathers. And this is my big first ever step into like my own power, if you will. And I called off my wedding, which the few weeks out. It was very hard, very painful, but it did feel like this huge relief. Like, yes, this was, this was it. This was the right decision, even though it, on paper, my life was just a thousand times messier. But then there was moments like after it's like, the big thing happens, the capital T big thing happens, and you're almost hopped up on like adrenaline and all this, you know, energy. And then it kind of goes away and you have those moments when the dust settles and you kind of like doubt yourself, like, was that right? Was that the right decision? Am I going to be fine? Am I going to get out of this? Did I just like implode the, you know, trajectory of my life? Am I ever going to find love again? Am I going to feel normal again? I mean, there's so many other things happening. It was like peak Saturn return moment case you can't tell but there was two other people i know who had called off their weddings and they were living you know their life and one had moved on and was engaged the other one was just happy and exploring their life and these are just like people i don't even know if they understood the effect they had on me just watching them and hearing their story through them or through a friend of a friend it just was like it gave me that like beacon that light that like lighthouse energy like okay there is a way out of this one step at a time, it's really dark, it's really foggy, it makes no sense right now, the waves are crashing, but there is like there is a way out of this and, and I'm going to be okay, I'm going to survive this. So, you know, that's just one of millions of examples I have of people who hearing their story, just like, oh, it gave me something, comfort, wisdom, guidance, a sense of just not being alone in something, experiencing something, helped me contextualize or give words to something I was feeling. So understanding your story and rewriting it is empowering and takes you out of this like victim mindset of all the stuff that happened to you into a more empowered state of being and all the shifts and perspectives that happen in that. And you also see all along the way, like the spiritual journey you were on, the ups and the downs and why you had to do that and 
And you also understand that your story, you had to go through that too, to discover something about yourself, but also so that you could connect to someone else one day and have your story be someone else's medicine. Truly. Okay. That's why you're here. You're here to grow, evolve, shift, share your story with others. All right. So that this is my Gemini cosmic RX. This is your cosmic coaching season. Let me know if this makes sense to you. If you want to go deeper into any of these subjects that I'm talking about, I try to give you them in very digestible doses here. I'm not here to bog you down with like an endless self-care, self-improvement checklist, but just seeing, seeing how this, this moves things, how this shifts things for you. If you want to go deeper, let me know. So this is it. Okay. We're owning our life. We're owning our story. We're rewriting it where we need to. We're reclaiming it and we're sharing it, right? Yay. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Come find me at I am Maddie Murphy. Slide into my DMs. Let me know if any of this resonates. If you want to continue to chit chat, come follow us over at the Cosmic RX. We share digestible doses of daily empowerment and cosmic wellness. And just thank you for being here. This is amazing. Like getting to share my story and this platform is a dream come true. Pinch me. Your girl is just on cloud nine. So share this episode with someone who might need it leave a rating review, enter. I would love to chat with you, give you a one-on-one reading and just, you know, take good care of yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Reframe, reframe the story. Pick up that pen, pick up that pen and paper and do it. I dare you. See what happens. All right. So until next time, sending you so much love and magic. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.